For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Two chunks and a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and imagine if something went wrong and I ended up as a scrawny, specky chunk forever. And I'm Carter. Silence, stupid girl. Harry Potter is dead. From this day forth, you put your hunk in me. Your what? Your hunk? Carter, Carter. Carter brought donies and kolaches. <gasps> That's Yay. a good point. Maybe we have morning. never eaten together together on this podcast <laughs> during recording before. Um, it will. It was the first and will be the last time. Yes, <laughs> because I'm I'm chewing. Chewing hurts. Carter can't do the chews. Oh, yeah. Well. Hold on to your butts and strap in like you're on the roller coaster into Gringotts Vault because we are about to burn rubber with this episode. We're burning broom. Because we are talking about two movies in one episode. That's yep. right. Two movies. And those movies are, of course, Harry Potter and, and the, the Deathly Hallows Parts 1 and 2 or Harry Potter and, and the Deathly Philosophers Parts 1 and 2 for our friends, friends across, across the, the pond. pond. Wow, that was excellent. And First Take, which is That was rare. gross. What, what series is this a part of? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Doge. This is a part of our ongoing and the finale of our ongoing series known only as... <sighs> Do you believe in magic? So good. After all these weeks. Yeah. After all this time weeks. Always. So good. We it, we really nailed it to bring it home here at the end. Do you know what time it is, my friends? Whoa. Yep. The people are waiting. It is time the to people decide. Are waiting. Harry Potter. <laughs> the true chosen one, the boy who lived. Which one of you boys <laughs> will, will live, live <laughs> You're through the loser. end of I am doo-doo? Trivia. And we had this conversation that we were not, even before we started this, we were like, hey, whoever wins, wins. Like, we're not going to, yeah. I never want to fabricate besides harmonies. I never want to. <laughs> uh, that wasn't a fabrication. That was an no, actual No, it really recording. happened once. Um, we're not trying to just jazz it up for your sake. Like, we we want we wanted this to be legitimate. It is four to four right this now. It's the real deal. We're really actually tied. So and if it ends in a tie, this. it ends in a tie. Yeah. Oh, no, it no. Won't. It won't. Won't? We can't have an end in a, tie, in a tie? I have something up my sleeve if oh, it ends in a tie. Shoot. But it won't oh. end in a tie. Is dark mark? <gasps> what? <gasps> I'm calling the dark lord. What's them trivs? Here's the thing. In this game, I give you two pieces of trivia. One real from IMDb's trivia one page. One real dumb. And one fake that I made up from my own brain. One not real. You two are going to guess which one the fake one is. Okay. 
here are those two pieces of trivia. Trivia number one. M. Night Shyamalan was interested in directing this installment. Trivia number two. Ed Sheeran was originally considered for the role of Bill Weasley. Those both seem equally likely. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. We have a fake one. We have to guess the fake one. You have to guess the fake one. I'm ready. I'm ready too. I will count down three, two, one, go, and you will say the trivia. Got it. Three, two, one, go. Two. One. We're guessing the fake one. You're guessing the fake one. Okay. Here is the final, and somebody just won. Somebody did just win. Just get, just tell me. The fake trivia was trivia number two. Yes! Carter is the boy who has lived. That was my Voldemort scream. Yeah, Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Carter has beat wow. and bested I am doo-doo trivia. Once well done. M. Night Shyamalan. It's because he made Airbender and he's like, please help me. I need redemption. <laughs> I need a good kids movie. One more time, please. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a while to come up with the fake one because I needed it to fit in that Ed same Sheeran, Ed Sheeran's totally believable. Was that influenced by the Game of Thrones cameo he makes? No, it was actually influenced because apparently he's like real tight with Danny Rad and Rupert Grint. You know, Rupert, so- Grint, Rupert Grint plays Ed Sheeran in the Lego House music video. <gasps> like, That's right. The music video for Lego House is just Rupert Grint acting as if Being he's Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. That's yeah, funny. It's no, really that, great. That's, that's where it came from and that's so great. i needed them to fit side by side real snug like that well you did and you fooled one person on this podcast let's speaking not talk about of, it for very long oh, it's it's side right side by side real snug like is it time to jump in let's do it doge blast off give me that synopsis <laughs> harry potter and the deathly hallows parts one and two tells the story of harry's final confrontation with voldemort um, we're going to talk a whole lot about the things that happen in this story. So that's as much detail as you get from me <laughs> in this very short bite-sized synopsis. Let's go. All right. The first thing that happens that we need to talk about. It's a flashback to Deagle and Smeagol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Because that's a, a thing we have a lot of time to do on this episode is joke around. That's I'm the just only kidding. thing our podcast matters about. <laughs> The first that thing phrase so bad. <laughs> I do sentence good, and sometimes when I make the sentence, it comes out and it stinks hey, on bad side. That's hey, all it matters about. You ate too much turkey last week, didn't you, for Thanksgiving? That's I'm, because I'm we're tripping on trip to <laughs> We're back on our own time, folks. Okay, go. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is the polyjuice escape. Polyjuice escape. Love this scene. This is so much fun. Guys, this is Daniel Radcliffe's best moment. Actually, I was going <laughs> I to make a suggestion is. that this is the worst scene of all time due what? to the fact that there are a hundred of the worst actors I've ever seen. No, that's but it was funny. A, it was a joke. Right. It's so good. Because it, it ends up going so well. Like, yeah. I thought it was such a great job. Yeah. I, I had actually completely forgotten about this scene. Daniel Radcliffe standing shirtless in the bra and being, like, self-conscious about, don't look at me. Don't I look at me, Bill. So I much. Love do that. you think it might be because he was so? Do you think? Uh, of course, he felt pressure to play Harry Potter, like yeah. this burden of doing this. Do you think it's he got to let loose a little bit yeah. here? Maybe that's yeah. all he needed to do. Maybe yeah. and well, way to go. They didn't have. But him then, say unfortunately, any... he has to. I guess they decided. Well, he should continue to be the main. Well, character. Harry Potter should be in this movie, right? Well, <laughs> they, they didn't have him say any five syllable phrases that he could just be like. The person does not work anymore. Like, he just- Did y'all catch the twist in the end that like the actual Harry Potter that dies is the Mundungus Harry Potter? What? Totally changed the whole narrative. <laughs> yeah. Oh, M. Night Shyamalan was the director. He, was. he, was. he ended up getting everyone. There is a, a frame in this where Hermione is about, she's about 60% Harry, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> she's about 60% uh, Harry Potter, 
but still about 40% Emma Watson. And she just looks like a caveman. I'm actually deeply gonna disturbing. Huh? I'm gonna Google it. You looks guys like a Geico commercial yeah. for a little bit. So yeah. I want to I want to point out two things. One, the plan falls apart because you can't stop the owls from knowing their owner. And so right off the bat, I remember reading the book and being like, "Oh, this is serious. Hedwig's dead." Yep, that's you know? a big deal. But also, I just wanted to say, did, did they not think it would be obvious that they would put Harry with Hagrid? Right. In part of their plan, were they not like? Yeah, I mean, oh, it's the he's one gonna with be with Hagrid. Yeah. Right. Well, Voldemort well, knew, and so. then the other. Th- well, they said Voldemort only knew because Hedwig protected him. Right, that's, that's what they true. were saying. That's true. But my other question is: Were they not like, hey, it's the one that's not staying to fight us? It's the one that just kept going through the right. big battle. Right. Uh, that battle scene, though, so filmed. Good. So well. So good. Like Voldemort being mad and it just looked like these ribbons of of black darkness. Yes. Amidst like all of the uh, electrical wires and stuff. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Like they definitely, I, I remember that it might have been really early that we were like, ah, CGI is not there. The troll from Sorcerer's Stone. Yep. Um, but it is it is corresponding to the year that it's made. Like yes. it's, it's doing that and it's been doing that for a long time. Well, and uh, the only other thing that I want to say about this scene for me, and it was almost my super dump, so wash out, but... Oh. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's awful. Just found it, guys. Google works for me. I, I didn't leave the podcast. I was that's just trying picture. to find a picture of ugly Emma Watson. I want that's to talk gross. about Hagrid's bike for a second. I don't understand it, and this is going to lead into something I'm going to spend some time talking about later on, but his bike's magic, right? Yes. Yeah. So then, No regular motorcycles do fly no, like no, that. No, no, no. Stick with me. <laughs> Stick with me. His bike's magic. You yeah. jerk. So then why does the rocket not working cause them to crash? The rock, maybe the rocket is where the charm lives. You know what I mean? Like but maybe the rocket wasn't on until he kicked on the afterburners. Maybe the charm is that when you when you a magic burn the, motor. Yeah, I when thought you, burn you were in the gas. I was going to give you time to figure this out yourself because of car, car corner. Mm. It's a magic motor. Mm. Um, okay, okay. So you don't really get to see it because inside of every broom there is a a long thin cylindrical magic motor. Oh. Therefore, when a broom breaks, it doesn't work anymore. Interesting. So the magic motor broke, and that's why there was trouble. I submit falsities, and I say that's not true, and I think that this is another example of them just being like, magic does sort of whatever we want it to. Yeah. Uh, Do you not feel like that ever? Okay, we'll talk about this more in the wrap-up. Yep. There's more magic in Harry Potter than Lord of the Rings. Certainly. By a long shot. Certainly. And these were written in a different way. Certainly. With a different time frame. Yep. Was there no magic that didn't make sense to us in Lord of the Rings? I'm going to say two things. Irrelevant. Okay. Because, and this is point number two, there are more rules in Harry Potter that we have already established in universe for how magic works. There is no excuse to step outside of that. Okay. Anyway. Well, I don't think we've established a rule about charming muggle objects to fly. You're right. I'm just saying it's just another symptom of the big disease of this series, which seems to be whatever's coolest in the moment. That's what magic's going to do for us. I get it. It's a little bit like the force to me in Star Wars. Like I, I think the Star Trek versus Star Wars debate is mirrored really well in the Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter debate. Okay. Um, Ooh, that's good. Magic to me is like, like the force where we don't understand it and we don't have to because it's fantasy. Like a, a fantasy story doesn't have to be governed by rules that are easily understandable and replicable. I would love to agree with you, except this entire series is literally based on a school that does exactly what you just said. 
the whole series is based around a school for teaching how magic works and the boundaries that it lives within. Sure. And Star Wars is based around a Jedi order that has teachings. But I don't think that we sit and go, you know, there was never a teaching about using the force to push droids around. So I don't I don't see how the force works that way. That's a great comparison. If in Star Wars, they said force push and something just exploded instead of being pushed. I'm talking, are you talking about, about the car now. Or are you still talking about? Are you talking about wands? Again? All of it. All of it together. When when it it it's okay. You're we're here. Okay. I'm gonna do it all, okay fine. I'm gonna, I was I didn't want to do this, but I'm going to do it because it's a good discussion to have. Spoiler: We're going to do a super pump and a super dump for both movies. Yeah. My super dump is the same for both movies. The gross misuse of magic and the laws that it is used within and. Now I'm new. I'm new to the two chunks game okay. comparatively to someone who's been here longer than me. That's what new means. Okay, good. Um, Thank you. Can you keep using the same super dump? I think you've used that one or two times. I have, already. but if it if it really is the low point of a movie for me, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was watching, and I would because here's the thing: I actually really love both of these movies. So it's not like I was just swimming in other options for super dumps, but man, this bothers me so much more than I thought it would. Okay. These movies, and this is why I feel okay spending a couple, just a little bit of time on this because it's going to sum up both of my super dumps in one. These movies are so, just as a whole series, there's no respect for the established order of things when it comes to magic that they have built. They have said, reducto means smaller. That's what reducto means. Shrink it down. Make it make it littler. We see that at one point. And yet later on in part two, Hermione reducto something and it just blows up. The spells don't mean anything anymore. Okay. I thought the make smaller one was like reducio or something like that. I thought reducto was a, a detonation spell. Well, I could be completely wrong here. That that's definitely possible, yeah. and that would be no, but, a good thing. But I get thing. what you're saying. Like, like just, yeah. just that one example, example is just an example of the rule, and I agree with that. That <laughs> apparently wands have a, a like recall last used spell thing. Yeah, and to bring it up, just because it it probably fits better on the subject than when we finally get there to the movie. But um, I remember Jordan a comment that you made towards the end of Half Blood Prince. You didn't like that, and and we agreed it would have been a lot cooler if they were saying uh, Lumos Maxima. When they all put their wands up. Right. So um, I think that's what makes the scene so powerful when they're starting to protect Hogwarts, when they do the protective barrier around yeah. it. Yeah. Because we do have all of the professors yes. and all of the and order saying what it is, almost a super pump moment. I, yeah. because we've I done agree it right. completely. So and I also just want to point out, just looked it up, Reducto is an explosion-based curse. Okay. Just looked it up. So good call. Good point. But I'll say I, I agree, with, I I agree with you on this because I think what makes it so irritating to you uh, and irritating to anyone in general when they really think about it yeah. is um, it's not like this was something they couldn't have fixed easily. Sure. You you could have fixed it easily. We don't sure. have to rewrite anything. Nope. Just nothing changes the plot. Nothing changes anything completely. Just be consistent. Right yeah. And, and I love in fantasy, especially I love rules. I love understanding, or at least when our characters seem to understand, if I do this, 
this consequence. If I do this, this, because that it's makes, a good, yeah, that makes them have to weigh their decisions and weigh what they do. And then to me as yeah. a viewer, I know what to expect when I hear reducto, which obviously yeah. I didn't, cause I didn't know what it was, but like, it, you know <laughs> but what I mean? The reason you don't know what it is is because any spell can kind of mean anything. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're, you're if, totally If somebody right. says stupefy, is it stupefy or reducto? Is it, you know, is it the, is it this or this? Yeah. And I want them to mean the things that they mean so that I, as a viewer can go, yeah, that's exactly what I would have done. Or no, yeah. I would have done. And, and it's a great point. And, and it's a completely different level than making, eight movies that billions of people are going to watch. But so I'm a dungeon master for Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the number one rules I tell myself and hold myself accountable to. Okay. It's like, it has to make sense so that you can weigh it. Stick to the fiction. So that you can yeah. stick to the fiction. Absolutely. And that's one of the harder right. things to do, Absolutely. but it has to be consistent for a good story. Sure. So I, I'm, I'm down with that for sure. Okay. Let's after the, after the polyjuice escape, the next big thing that happens is Davy Jones bequeaths some Dumbledore possessions Bill to Nye. our trio. What a great opening! Yep. Love Bill Nye in this, and really everything. I love his reaction this. when nothing happens when Harry yeah. touches the uh, the, the snitch. snitch. Yep. I love it. Snitches have a flesh memory. Do we need to talk about what they receive? Those that'll come in handy later. Um, we have Bill and Fleur's wedding, which is sabotaged by Death Eaters, yeah. right? This is another instance. That's a Patronus charm that Kingsley casts into the middle of their tent, and it doesn't look like what we know Patronus charms are supposed to look like. So right. more also, to your point there. the Weasley Helm's back. How? Magic. I mean, we saw how yeah. easy it is to use magic to, to clean a house That's up true. after we And we also said it wasn't in the book, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah. them burning that... House up was not in the book. So Can I say, fire. and this is an in-fiction dump from me, I guess, but it's like, I feel like I would have been like, maybe let's just do like a quiet ceremony in the backyard, just a few of us, instead of inviting all of our friends. Right, to me, we're trying to hide. Yeah. To me, it's the wedding equivalent of Fred and George's joke shop, though. Of like, hey, we're going to do this because you can't this stop This is a big us. middle finger to Amazing. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Amazing. that. I, I like that, it. actually. So actually, I do want to pump on the wedding. I love the fact that they still had a ceremony and they said, hey, just because... There's this darkness over here doesn't mean that the light has to hide from it here. I like that. Right. Yeah. I, I, think I think that's, that's really a good, good outlook, actually. I think that's really good. So we apparate from here to London, right? And Man, then, you better get used to apparating in For this. real. So much <laughs> in this movie. Um, but we apparate to London. We're attacked in the cafe by two Death Eaters. Uh, weirdly, almost my super pump scene. I love. I really this. liked that. The this contrast so of real world cafe versus magic use, like it was so great. I really liked that scene. It's part of the way that this one is shot too. This was almost my super pump. This is shot. It reminded me, in terms of movies we've reviewed on the podcast before, right? The way that part one and to a lesser extent part two, because we don't do as much traveling, but the way that part one is shot. Reminds me so much of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like it's very much on the run. Everything is handheld. It feels very Russo in terms of the color grading and the grittiness and the kind of just the the kineticism of the shots that we choose. And man, there is nothing wrong with feeling like the Russo brothers. Oh man, it, it, this, this one was really, really great. And there's a way to do that, that the, the handheld well. There's yeah. a way to also not yeah, born. It's not born. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or you get motion sick from watching it. Exactly. That's the big one. Yeah, so we go from the cafe to they hide at Sirius's house. Right, they that's do. the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We see creep, creepy. Yeah, the Dumbledore smoke Very monster. Yeah. Whoa, was yeah. that Dumbledore? Yeah, yeah because they were Dumbledore. expecting Snape to come there. They they're oh. trying to get. They're trying to get in his head and scare him off. Okay, yep. that makes a lot more sense to me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it wasn't like, the librarian from Ghostbusters like old, you thought it was. Old Meat Man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, loved creature. Yeah. Uh, Do you know this was a different actor? Was it really? The original actor for Creature had passed away. They oh. had to recast Creature. Really? Yeah. Well, this guy did a good job. That yeah, shows how little I, that I we get I think that's creature. at that point when it happens mid like storytelling, you have to do an impersonation of the person before you. Oh, of course. It's like reca- how they had to recast Slinky. 
uh, Slink. Toy Story. Yeah. His, and his actor died. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's great. That's yeah, good. I, really um, well. And then um, Creature, who is bound to do what his master says. Mm. Um, yeah. and I, I guess because Sirius died and left that stuff to Harry. Harry, Harry is, is the mas- is Creature's master. See, that's master. the thing. Like, I, I wish, and, and I was texting with a friend of mine who's really into Harry Potter, um, corrected me on two points in our last episode. First, I, I got Snape's parents backwards. Uh, Snape's father was, was a, a muggle. muggle. His yeah. mother was a witch. Um, but the, the bigger thing is that Dobby is in the last story. Harry asks Dobby and Creature to follow Malfoy because he doesn't trust him. He wants to see what Malfoy's up to. Right. It would have been great to get a little bit more Creature, which would inform our understanding and interactions with him in well, this story more. And a little more. bit more Dobby. Yeah. I'm always down for a little bit more Dobby. Especially because of what what, yeah. what we put that character through. Right. We need way more uh, I Dobby. love the scene when they come in and they've caught Mundungus. Uh, and we get to hear him. Great actor. Good job. Um, I I, th- I re- even remember in the books, because we introduced someone we'd never heard of before, yeah. it felt too obvious that this, this was going to be gonna, the guy. Well, that, he's in yeah. Half-Blood Prince. Yeah, he's in Half-Blood Prince in the books. He's right. not in, or he, I think he is still in Deathly Hallows, but we have already known him from Half-Blood Prince in the books. Right. So um, he was done well. He kind of like lifted the amulet. Um, yeah. Gave switched it, switch through to Dolores Umbridge. And yep. now we get to kind of our first big... Our first really big action set piece. I mean, and I guess the, the probably ministry. escape, but like, yeah, I, I can't say enough how much I, I really do like the imaginative. I, I love the the Ministry of Magic so much. I think it looks great. It's I love so how good. ominous and, it is. The statue, yeah, like focusing in on the statue and the fact that it's Muggles underneath, and mm-hmm. um, it felt so good to see Dolores actually, again. Actually, <laughs> I guess big. While we're talking about people that we hate, big pump on kind of revealing the Death Eater's worldview in this because yeah. in the books we make it pretty explicit explicitly clear that Voldemort is a blood purist. Like he's magic Hitler, essentially. Yeah. 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 And we we haven't really said that at all in the movies up until this point. Like we don't get any kind of indication until Hermione says muggles in their proper place. And then they go, oh, is that what this dude's about? Right. I think the threat would have been magnified if we'd well, had any well, idea. Chamber of Secrets, that's why the Basilisk was killing Half-Bloods. Oh, I guess I didn't remember that. that and we then make also, that explicit in the movie. Yeah, towards the end of this one, Voldemort feigns that he's calling off the fight because pure blood shouldn't be dying this much. We shouldn't be using too many, losing yeah. too many pure blooded wizards. Yeah. Oh, so I let's guess stop fighting even, and just follow me. I guess it's even closer to the beginning when they're in Malfoy Manor and he's got the the teacher from Hogwarts who teaches Muggle studies and he yeah. kills her and he says she would even have us mate with them or yeah. whatever. So you know, good. So. I, I mean, just the. Man, they they portray evil really well. They, yeah. do. they do such a good job well, with and the Death Eater. All credit to Rafe. Oh my goodness, he's, he's incredible that. again. Jeez. I almost made him my super pump, but I don't think I feel like that's just a given at this point. Yeah, that he's going to do amazing. It's, it's nice. super obvious that he's just crushing it left and right. Um, in the ministry, I just want to say I want to take a second to pump on Rupert Grint's like comedic timing and performance in this when mm-hmm. he's on the elevator and he goes. They've got my wife. <laughs> you don't have. One. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, it's that's a joke that could have been a swing and a miss. And to me, I see Carter's face. To me, it landed. Yeah. No, it landed. Okay. But are we gonna give? Do we give credit to Rupert Grant or to the physical actor? No, I think they both deserve credit because okay. I, I think that Rupert Grant was probably in charge of the timing. Because I was already joke. thinking in this way that I like Homeboy as Harry Potter more than Daniel Radcliffe as yeah, Harry Potter. He, he, totally, <laughs> sure. he totally nails Daniel Radcliffe's weird walk. Bro, he does it like move his arms. It's like a roast. Yes. He, he forgot ro- how to walk even more in this movie. I will get there, I guess. No, 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 no. Homie, yo, shout out. I, it's not an official super pump, but a figurative super pump. 
you roasted Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> yeah. in one of the finales. In his own movie, you roasted him by pretending to be him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. I could just see that guy sitting around some bar in London laughing about how he was like, yeah, yeah, Radcliffe got what he deserved. Huh? And like just all these things. Like it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was I loved really it. Good. I think all the body, the body doubling that we do in this and the next one, uh, pump to both actresses that played Emma Watson playing. Oh, uh, we'll get to her, uh, like her, <sighs> her ministry double, and also Helena Bonham Carter when she does that. She's really good. So good as Emma Watson as Hermione. Yes, phenomenal. Very much. Yes, super agreed. believable. Agreed completely. Um, so we take the locket from. Professor Umbridge. Yes. And that was devastating. That was so sad. Yeah. Because what an awful place Ron is in, because this is technically not his wife. As he finds out in the elevator. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, he just kind of got lost in his own. But I got to say props to him for, like, making sure that she was taken care of. I actually really like that. that. was great. I think that speaks a lot Um, to Ron. Love the ominous effect of the uh, uh, Dementors just ready to break that barrier to come take you away. So creepy. They felt like sharks up there in an aquarium. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. Good call. No thanks. That's exactly Um, what it felt like. So after we apparate away from here, Harry starts to have visions and see what Voldemort is doing. Or rather, he continues to have those. Yeah. He sees Voldemort uh, going after a wand maker. So at this point, we know Voldemort's after some sort of MacGuffin. The MacGuffin is a powerful wand. Because he's already gone after... uh, He's already gone after Ollivander because Ollivander's shop is destroyed. Remember when we see it in Half-Blood Prince, the beginning of the last one, his shop is already destroyed. Right. After this, they, they kind of take turns wearing the locket, which I was getting super, super Lord of the Rings vibes. Oh, from yeah, this for locket. sure. I was getting super Lord of the Rings vibes, but also I was getting super bored. I almost mentioned yeah. that in the last episode about the Lord of the Rings vibes when you were talking about how um, Frodo it's, it's just kind of being, you're like, oh, he's acting this way because he's he's holding the ring. Right. So. But, I mean, man, I I love the idea of them like kind of, shoving out on their own and doing their own thing and going on their yeah. own adventure away from everybody and just like taking the burden on themselves to do that. I love that. We spend the pacing, so much time. The pacing with suffers this. while we're taking turns wearing the Something locket. that happens in this awful pacing, I call it my super dump. Um Okay. Uh I'm going to it's probably gonna be so my number one Harry Potter shout out um is Mariah Kelly. Okay. Um I've told you before like she's pretty much Luna Lovegood. Um, she's incredible, loves Harry Potter. Um, we were watching this together and she's just given me such good insight. I wish I had watched almost all the movies with her, but, um, we were just, everyone was getting frustrated, even, even big. And I am a big Harry Potter fan, but even like what, what, what you might call a Potterhead, right. Is offended at Radcliffe. Um, I'm not going to dock his acting. It's just, it's, it's Harry Potter. It's how Harry Potter was written or maybe how he's portrayed in this movie. How has he not caught on about a lot of things? Right. Why are we yeah. in, why are we in the fun, like the end and you're still not figuring it out? Why does Hermione still have to fall into this explaining everything to you? You've lived in a magical world a lot of your life, closing in on half of it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Mariah told me that her mom who's probably finished it now in Deathly Hallows stopped reading. No, cause it is in the book. Stopped reading the book. Cause she was so mad at Harry. She's like, I'm this, I'm over this. I can't even enjoy it. Why is he still so dumb to everything? Yeah. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop reading it. I can't do this. Yeah. I don't know if it is the Paul Walker effect because we have to put ourselves there, but it should never be to where I feel like I could have been a better Harry Potter. No. Right. It should never be that. Right. I should be in his shoes. And it's not like that's something that's easy to portray sure. in literature. 
but it should never be that I was like, I would have made better decisions. Is that right. a is that a book decision or a screenwriting decision? Well, I, think, I think there was parts in the book like that too. I think there's something in the screenwriting, but Harry Potter became the person that was in the horror movie that's walking into the place without a flashlight. A and I'm bit, saying, yeah. you idiot, don't do this. I don't think he had to be that because um, what makes, I, like I rather follow Frodo into battle or no, I rather follow Sam into battle than Harry Any Potter. Day. I don't feel like he's capable. And what, how many times are we going to go to the uh, Harry and Ron have a spat? Hey, well. here we are. Super dump oh, is that okay. Ron leaves. And I actually really like that in this story. I think it serves this story well. I think it's for a stupid reason. I think it, it goes back to Harry as a colossal idiot. Like, how do you not see that you're pushing Ron away? That you yeah. need, like, you know him well. You know what he needs from you in terms of clarity. Like, how how did you let this happen? My super dump is the fact that we just returned to this again. Like we should never, and I stand by it, we should never have done it the first time. Yes. Because it makes it more impactful now if this is the first time we get the sense that their relationship might be on thin ice. Right. What it feels like now that we've seen it happen again is, is like, a rehash. oh, these guys are just not supposed to be friends because yeah. they fight all the time. <clears throat> we, do we want to talk about the Wii Sports? When he kills the... I guess we have to talk about getting the sword first with the dough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I want to ask a question that I'm in the dark about. Was Snape in the woods? Yes. Why? Snape cast his Patronus to lead Harry. How did he know where they were? Magic. I, I mean, I don't know. That's, <sighs> that's those kinds of things that you can dig into those questions and say... I think there's a difference between a, a plot hole and something that is I left think, in Hold up, hold up, hold up. That's not what I'm calling it. Just like, how? I Right. I think it's supposed to, and again, I'm an optimist because I want it to work, right? So maybe y- y'all can tell me if this is just I'm fabricating something. But I think it's supposed to be, because that's one of the big reveals in the end. Right. Because not only do we have to think, oh, that's Snape's Patronus. We have to be like, wait, he was there? And so I think it's supposed to be a surprise or a uh, falling back into the comfort that actually the protagonist of the story is Severus Snape. Like it's, it feels like whose burden, who had to carry a bigger burden? Cause Harry Potter got to do a get out of death free card. Snape dies, dies. Right. Yeah. And he sacrifices a lot of things. He is a tragic hero because he never gets love. Right. The love that he wanted. He lives in it and he has to be there the whole time as he's watching this kid put on the 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 clothes of the protagonist while the whole time maybe we need to think back and it's like because we already get just a snippet of, oh, he's been working with Dumbledore. This was Dumbledore's idea the whole time. Wow, I don't know if I like Dumbledore as much. He's taking advantage of Snape. He's putting all this weight on Snape. Right. And so then it's now like maybe Snape's just been there because there is these times in the movie when it does feel like we we get to have this good feel of, oh, it's just the the guy after him at school. They turn around and he's always there. Because have you ever think yeah. about all the times that Snape's there? Like he's there on the Marauders map all the time. He yeah. happens to be where Harry is. Yeah. Maybe yeah. this is like he went super out of his way and 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 was there in the woods. And again, I'm I'm make maybe I'm making up a lot of stuff. No, to just I put no, him in the woods right now. That Snape's uh, been asked to look after Harry. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I do I do want to make sure that I at least say this. I actually don't think Snape's a hero because he doesn't do these things for altruistic reasons. He doesn't he doesn't protect Harry because it's the right thing to do. He doesn't fight for good because it's right. Because he loved Lily. He fights yeah. for good because the darkness pissed him off. Right. Yeah. You okay. know what I mean? Like so that doesn't make him a protagonist. I, don't I get that, that. I don't think that makes him a hero. Um, okay. I think we can I think he cer- be a certainly say he's a central yeah. character. Um, 
but I, I don't I don't want to say that Snape is a hero. Okay. Well, and I, I get the vibe that he really doesn't like Harry. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't. That that's he doesn't not, like James. Right. And I think and that's he sees why. James and Harry. Yep. And, and, and it's not until the end that he's like, oh wait, Lily's also been in Harry though. I want to be clear. I love Snape. I do too. Oh no, nobody's Snape's whole arc yeah. is fantastic. I'm just confused. This is just an example to me of like the waters get a little muddy here for me. So I'm just supposed I to think, think that Snape knew where they were, showed up in the woods, cast his Patronus, and didn't reveal himself and be like, I'm actually here to help you, but don't tell anybody. Like I prefer that over the time traveling necklace at the end yes. of you know, it's like because I've seen a handful of other things that I'm like, burp, like that. Wow, that's a great way to get out of it. I'm like, you know what? I can believe that. And maybe that's what made it easier by for me. By the by, I really love it. Where's the time turner during all of this? Exactly. Yeah, why don't that's why you don't that? introduce time travel <laughs> yep. into your story. Unless it's a your, time travel story. If, unless your story is about time travel, you can't. Or it has a time, time limit of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Unless yep. it's looper. It so Ron Ron <laughs> comes back, saves Harry when he is drowning because of the locket is pulling him underwater. Yep. He's trying right. to get the sword. Uh Ron saves him. Can Ron we talk about destroys how the locket. He doesn't take the locket off before he jumps in. Like Maybe I have, am suffering from the curse of knowledge here, and I just knew that. That, but I was just like, just put it on the side, then go in. It wants you to die. Well, I this is know. another one of those moments that was my super dumb. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's like, why aren't you figuring it out? <clears throat> yeah, you can't say the fact that you grew up not knowing you were magical. You got seven that you're years going your to belt, be ignorant homie. to it for so long. Yeah, how are you not infatuated with everything and wanting to learn all about it? Yeah. It's like he doesn't care that he's a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Ron destroying the locket and the strange bit, of, bit of Wii Sports Wii that sports. we get. Yeah, that's some weird stuff, huh? That was it very was phenomenally like, weird. They say that it, it like this manifestation of jealousy happens. Like he gets to see something that pisses him off. It felt inappropriate. Yes. And I'm not saying it from like a you know, dad. If my kids were watching, I'm like, well, that shouldn't have been there. It's like a I What's the know. point of this? Yeah. yeah, it was very strange. Well, but it, at no well, point it, until like 10 minutes before this in the movie had Ron ever even been nervous about Harry and Hermione. Well, I think we're supposed to assume the locket is making him think that and the locket thinks that's the biggest threat to him. I don't care if... Uh, just put clothes on. I think I'm different. Yeah, if totally. Just put clothes on. Yeah, totally. it, it did feel strange, huh? Yeah. We don't have to be these weird, naked, airbrushed mannequins, which is a good band name, by the way. Airbrushed mannequins? Yep. Yeah, I'll take that. Ooh, that's great. So Locket goes bye-bye. Yep. And explodes. then, and then, uh, then they go to Xenophilius Lovegood's <laughs> house. because yeah. Pump on him, by the way. Hermione saw the Very symbol much. of the Deathly Hallows in Godric's Hollow. Uh, did we already talk about Godric's Hollow? No. no. Creepy. Cool. Oh, we skipped hat. over Godric's Hollow. Uh. Yeah, so yeah, creepy. yeah, Nagini, very creepy. Nagini has been inside, but till the back. So they just <laughs> didn't fix that house. Yeah, is, I guess. Is not. there enough housing in Godric's Hollow that they didn't need to rebuild and put somebody else in that house? It's still broken down. Like what? Maybe they were just like, years I mean, later. I don't know, dude. There were some. There were some houses like that in towns I grew up in. Yeah, but it was like, ah, oh, we're not gonna touch it. Well, and maybe I mean Godric's Hollow is a magical decades. community, and so at the site of this, like it's a historical site at this point in this society, like it's a protected site. That's fair. So Godric's Hollow, we skipped over that, but basically... Spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. Uh, they go to Xenophilius Lovegood to find out about the Deathly Hallows. Sorry, Godric's Hollow. When old lady speaks parcel tongue, and then we see that her actual dead body is up in the rafters. Yep. I love it so yeah, much. So it good. was almost my super pump for it's this It's so movie. good. Yeah, it's so creepy. Yeah. Do not like. So we get the tale of three brothers, and we find out all about the Deathly Hallows. Is that here? here? That's at Xenophilius Lovegood's house. 
This is my super pump. Mine too. Yes, I love <gasps> Carter. It. I love the the animation, like the way that they did it, and Death just being this Ugh. puppeteer. And when I, it ends, I thought it was so good. When it's over, I was like, no more. Give I me more. Was, I really thought it was really well done. Somebody, I wish I could have seen the pitch from whoever was yep. like, whatever artist was like, hey, yeah, I have an idea. I was thinking the same thing. I have an idea. Yes, this is is your part one specifically super pump. Uh huh. Up top, give it to me. There it is. Cool. Next thing that happens, Malfoy Manor. Uh, everybody is in prison under the manor. Yep. There's a kerfuffle. Harry disarms Draco. Yep. Right? And then we operate away right as Bellatrix throws Significant thing. He knows her Harry doesn't necessarily say it is. That's a good point. Uh, he saves Harry. He chooses to spare Harry. Uh, uh, just real quick. We really thought that the big puffy face was going to work. Hermione I mean, really thought Puffy Face was going to work. That's a last minute decision. <laughs> it worked for everybody except people who knew him personally. I guess that's so fair. That's a good I point. I guess that's fair. But um, Dobby gets stabbed. Dobby gets stabbed. And here's my super pump. Yeah, I figured. It the, was almost mine. The, did you the get all sobby, Dobby? It sure did. Oh. Legitimately cried real big boy tears. Yeah. Uh, the death of Dobby is heartbreaking. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's so sad. But particularly, I love his... Particularly the line when he says, it's a good day to be with my friends. Yeah. Dobby is happy. It's like. Instantly Ooh. a puddle. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, and so then the next thing that we see is Voldemort breaking into Dumbledore's tomb. I love Dumbledore's the tomb. Elder one <gasps> up in the doing air. that exact noise at the yeah. sky. Part one ends. Have we all super pumped and super dumped on part one? Uh yes. I do just want to say uh cracks me up that it's like, you know, he's evil because he shoots a beam into the sky. Yeah. Which, yes, I know that Sauron shoots a beam into the sky in Return of the King, but it serves a purpose. It's a beacon. Don't at me. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, let's move on to our discussion of part two. And part we're gonna- two opens with the same grave opening and then Dobby's tombstone, which I said while watching, how did they carve that tombstone? And Callie goes, you know they're wizards, right? And I said, touche. Yeah, he did it with magic. <laughs> Harry's whole deal is that he wants to dig Dobby's grave the regular way, but he only used magic for the tombstone. Uh, so the, the big thing that happens at the beginning of part two is the infiltration and subsequent escape from Gringotts mm. Magical Bank. They go into Bellatrix Lestrange's vault uh, because of the way that she reacted when they mentioned, when she, when she saw the sort of Godric Gryffindor. So they know that her reaction um, kind of reveals the fact that there's a Horcrux in there. Yep. Uh, they go in, everything's charmed to replicate when it gets touched. We escape on the dragon. That's a kind of, I, that's a really cool effect. <laughs> yes. It's kind of terrifying in a unique way. You're talking about the explosions? Yeah, of, yeah pop, pop, love pop, pop, it. Pop. Amazing. I and love that Grip Hook's strategy is exactly the same as Satipo's strategy from the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Satipo is played by Alfred Molina, future Doc Ock, in yeah. the beginning of Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark, where he says, Indy, toss me the idol. I throw you the whip. Indy throws him the idol, and he leaves Indiana Jones to die in this yeah. tomb. Yeah. Exactly it, what Grip Hook does yeah. here. <laughs> I do right? want to dump on the line, I said I'd leave you in. I never said I'd anything about leading you back out. And she's like, okay, broadcast yeah. your plan. And also... Huge pump on Helena Bonham Carter as Hermione, as we said earlier. Yes. Performance of this series from her. Yes. The best she's ever done in this series. And another dump that's a dump pump dump sandwich on the obvious ad for uh, Universal Studios Warner Brothers Harry Potter World rides (laughs) during the Gringotts infiltration. Yeah. I know a roller coaster when I see one, Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's a little weird. It's a little roller what coaster for the sake of being a roller. It continues in the grand tradition of stealing from Indiana Jones because the in Temple of Doom, we essentially have a roller coaster. That's true. Roller coasters in movies where they don't belong is pretty dumb. Weird but stuff, pretty huh? That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> my super pump for this. <laughs> 
the next thing that happens is we we go to Hogsmeade uh, because Harry sees a vision in Voldemort's head yeah. and knows that he there is some sort of Horcrux in the castle. So they go to Hogsmeade to try and get in. They meet with Dumbledore's brother. Aberforth. Aberforth. Harry's been seeing his eye in the shard of his mirror. Yeah. I hate that we just introduced that mirror here. That's like a big deal in the book. Harry's had it. Sirius gave it to him. He's have- had it in... Uh, he had it in part one as well. No, no, no. But I'm saying I hate that we introduced it in Deathly Hallows. Like, oh, okay. Harry's had it for years. Yeah, he, he had it in Azkaban. He and Sirius used to have conversations with it. Yeah. yeah. Except um, instead they chose fire. But Yeah, I, I'm just... Anyway, missed yeah, opportunity with Sirius. Yeah. So Aberforth uh, kind of kind of feeds Harry's doubts about Dumbledore here. Um, but then helps them sneak into the castle. And once we're in the castle, the the final battle, the Battle of Hogwarts... Begins like a solid half of this movie is the final. Uh, yeah, batter. so much of it is final Rich. batter. The is final, what the final batter. They make that big yummy cookie that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we're we're at Hogwarts. Do we want to talk about Aberforth or anything before we move into the final? No, the final really. movement. I love Siren Hines, the actor that plays Aberforth, is uh, Mance Raider, the King Beyond the Wall. That's from Game oh of my gosh, yes. I could not figure out who he's he is. Mance, and he's in a show. Um, Oh my gosh! It is about on that boat A and E that I've watched, and he does a really good job. Yeah, that's that. what I've heard. So it's I can't remember what it's good. called. Um, yeah, the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, he's on Titanic. Uh, um, so good. I think he. I, I'm honestly not a huge fan of the character Aberforth. I don't really care for him that much. Um, to me, it feels like Aberforth and Regulus should have been swapped, and that it should have been a descendant of Sirius Black that helped in these ways, but. Hmm. I'll take what I can get. Actually, I like that it's a Dumbledore because it feeds into Harry's Harry's whole thing is that he's doubting Dumbledore. And like the, the source of Harry's internal conflict is, did Dumbledore lead me on this wild goose chase? Right. I hear that. I, I, I just am not a bit. But my point here is that Siren Hines pulls it off, yes. crushes it. Yeah, he's great. Before we get into the big battle scenes, yeah. um, I really did like um, having the, the common area where Snape is, we see Snape as headmaster and all the students are in their specific blocks mm-hmm. and things like that. I think that's really good. Um, that entire scene was done very well. Harry, yes, coming out and confronting Snape is my super pump. Wow. How dare you stand where he we stood. We yeah. finally see Danny boy, oh Danny boy, act his little He actually off. acts in this. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I think I, he's actually average. I get. For once. Sure. And I, I get, I got teary and I got chills when he comes out and he says, how dare you stay where he stood? And I think it's, I don't know that this would be my super pump if it weren't for the knowledge that I have of how much that probably hurt Snape when he said that too. Yes. And I think that's what adds to it is when, when I hear him say that, you know, first time when you don't know what's happening, you go, yeah, get out of there, Snape. But when you know what's going on and you know how angry Harry is, but also how hurt Snape probably is to hear himself compared negatively to Dumbledore in that sense. Yep. I It just completely shook me. Here's a potentially we spicy this. take. Snape is the best character that Rowling wrote for this series. Oh, 100%. Uh, don't, know, don't know how spicy that is. Maybe it's more mild than I assumed. But Not my favorite character, but the most... The deepest and best, yes. Because of what she's able to do with this character, this series becomes infinitely better on a rewatch or a re-read. 100%. Uh, Because of the reveal, the final revealed knowledge about Severus Snape. Right. Um, My super dump is in the same scene. Um, Interesting. So when they decide otherwise, like, hey, we're going to move on. Uh, Almost my super pump was McGonagall. Um, I, I think love her duel with Snape here. She, well, her in this movie in general, and then she's just kind of, because she's in every one of them, 
I think she's an unsung hero. Like she's, oh my goodness. she was Amazing. almost my super pump. So incredibly well acted, but I have to do a collective super dump on like something. Ha- yes. I understand Slytherin is viewed negatively. Okay. I hear Why you hear. even keep yeah. the house around? If you're going to send them to the dungeon, the all the kids send to the dungeon because of what one kid said. And then everybody's cheering. It's like, Oh no, Slytherin's this, not the villain. This, my friends, is the definition I of bullying. I completely yeah. agree with you. I absolutely agree. Slytherin well. is bullied from day one because they actually won the house cup, and they got it taken from stuff, them. And they got yep. it taken from them because Dumbledore doesn't like Slytherin House. Yeah. It's another thing. This is another thing that feels childish. This yeah. feels like Voldemort just young killed adult. Cedric, but it's okay because I got a new broom. Like yeah. to me, it's like. And then, and then, um, you know, then we make a, a website and this immersive thing that's like, guess what house you're in? And then why is anyone supposed to be happy about Slytherin? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're a villain. Yeah. But because it's like nothing good comes out of it. And I know good things came out of it because the, there were like good people from the past, but you don't. Doesn't Harry's son end up in I was about to say the only good thing narratively about Cursed Child is that Harry's son ends up in Slytherin. But that's all I'm going to say about that horrible, horrible piece of fan fiction. <laughs> but it, I mean, like. We we put them all in the dungeon. Yeah. You just put a bunch of yeah, guys. Completely completely some of crabby. them eleven years old. Uh, <laughs> These who have small said children. That thing. And everyone's like, Yeah Can I switch houses? Yes. <laughs> While we're talking about uh McGonagall, I do want to talk about two things. One, that same friend that I was talking about earlier texting about Harry Potter informed me that she uh Maggie Smith was battling cancer at the time that this wow. was filmed. Yeah. And I had no idea. Makes Man, me love her even more. She I, she's I can't give her my super pump because I have to give it to that scene of Harry because I've I've wanted to clap for Daniel Radcliffe for so long and I've wanted to have a reason to do it. Yeah. And I finally did. But man, Maggie Smith as McGonagall. Her in particular, this is the second thing I was going to talk about whenever she casts the spell for the the statues statues, and she's like, defend your school. Yeah, so good. (laughs) And then when she turns to, uh, who is it? It's another professor. Is it Trelawney? No, it's Molly. Oh, it's Molly. It's Molly Weasley. And she's like, I've always wanted to use that spell. (laughs) I love your presentation of her so (laughs) so great. No, but she, she really, like, I want to make sure that we, that we take a time out just to say like, she is so good. She's, and this series would not have been what it was without her. I, yeah. I genuinely think Well, that. she's as as foundational as Alan Rickman's. Yeah, I yes, agree with you I completely. Agree. I really do. Um, so Harry splits off from Ron and Hermione. Harry goes to find Rowena Ravenclaw, the ghost of Ravenclaw Tower, to find the lost diadem of Ravenclaw. For a second, you know, did you guys think that another ghost was going to try and get a look at some... Harry Potter pee pee. No. Here's the thing that should have been that <laughs> oh. in the movie. If as long as we're eliminating ghosts and doing whatever we want with ghosts, that should have been moaning Myrtle. Same. Because that's somebody that we have a connection with in the movies. I love that it's Rowena Ravenclaw, but we needed to see her before this for that to be important. We need to hear about the Gray Lady yeah. for even one moment. Yes. This actress is Josh Brolin's wife in No Country for Old Men. Whoa. Okay. What? Yep. If she seemed familiar, that's why. That's who she is. Yeah. I was just talking about that movie with my brother the other day. Yep. He just saw it for the first time. It's really good. Good movie. Good right. recommendation. So when Javier Bardem, yeah, he- exactly. Let's talk about that movie now. Um. So, uh, Harry, or er, sorry. So Ron and Hermione, uh, they go down to the Chamber of Secrets to stab, uh, the cup that they stole from Bellatrix's vault with a basilisk fang. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. They they install Wii Sports. They don't play it, but they do install it. They do. Yeah, yeah they the update the time. firmware. <laughs> very first time, and it's wonderful. <laughs> they uh, download it. Yeah, that's first so kiss funny. between them, and it's funny to watch that. Having read interviews with them, where they talk about how 
phenomenally uncomfortable that was for them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because they've known each other since they were like six. And rather than falling in love like Ron and Hermione, they fell in friend. Yeah. 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 They have a kiss time. But you know, deep down, Rupert was like, okay. That's fine. All right. Okay. This, this is nice. I guess. This is good for me. Yeah. Um, Great think, scene, though. It was yeah. good to go back in there. I'm glad they didn't change a lot of how it looked. Um, the uh, the decaying of the basilisk happened pretty fast. Pretty quick, yeah. huh? We got bones now. That's okay. That's yeah. fine. I mean, to be fair, how long does it take a snake to go from skin to just bones? I have no idea. No one knows. Could be could be six years. Could be but six years. That's a big meat snake. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a horrifying. This is the end of the. Uh, you know what? Beef. I bet fox ate the ate it clean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as possible. Killed it, ate off the bean. Uh, the beans? Ate off the, the bean. beans. Ate we all the beans. Move on. He ate all ate the, snake the snake beans. beans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now we're in the room of requirement. Yeah. Uh, we're going there to kill the diadem. Do you think we use the room of requirement too much? Yup. Yes. And yep. by the way, room of requirement seems more like room of whatever is most convenient, which I get that it is. Well, right. Kind of the, I get that, that it is. Point. It became the same thing for J.K. Rowling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? It's like It it's was just her like, actual oh, room of requirement. Right. I need somewhere to set this scene. A room of requirement. Yep. And, and I get that that's literally what the room is, but it is just a little bit just Hold like... Hold up, mm, though. If we're trying to compare, here. is the room of requirement what the Golden Eagles are in Lord of the Rings? Yes. It's, yeah. an, it's an ex machina that is slightly overused. Absolutely. Yep. Great. I love it. Over, Thank you. They use the eagles twice? You're talking about the Hobbit. I'm talking about, I'm talking about cinematically. It's an ex machina that's overused in this universe. That's true. Um, oh, okay, fire and broomsticks. They, they fly away from the big fire I charm on the fire. broomsticks. Yeah. Fire and broomsticks totally sounds like a like a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is my Halloween party called Fire and Broomsticks. Please come. You're invited. Is it Crab or Goyle? Yes. Just... Just gone. <laughs> just, just gone. For, yeah. Just flame death. Later. Nobody really seemed to care about no, that. We did that not much. spend any time on that at all. We're like, yeah, good. The villain fell in the movie. Except he's not a villain. He's you know a seventeen-year-old kid. Slytherin. Exactly. Yeah. We're told not to care about children. Yeah, we just don't care. Okay, let's move pretty quick through this. Uh, we leave here. We see all the people that have died. That's Lupin, Tonks, a Weasley Ooh, twin, ooh, ooh, Lavender. Oh, oh. Everybody is dead because of Harry. Weasley twin is the hardest one. Yep. Um, it is. The, hey, um, pump on. They did battle scenes well. Like in Lord of the yeah. Rings, we knew we were going to be able to do it well because we saw fighting mechanics and things like that early on. Um, and so it, it had to have been hard to really pull off a big war. Yeah. How do you and, make this fit? And they, in the same they universe? really did a good job. They yeah. really did. They really did a really, completely. really good job. I uh, so. should say we skipped over this, but that's intentional. Um, before we see all the dead people, we, we see Snape get killed by Nagini. But now let's talk about the death of Snape and then Harry viewing Snape's memory. Yeah. I I didn't write this down as my super pump, but now as we're talking about it, I think it probably has to be my super pump. Alan Rickman's performance when Snape dies. Yeah. Um, and he's telling Harry to take his tears up to, he says the pensive, the way he says it. Like, I, yeah. I guess it's French maybe, but uh, it's just so good. It's like peak. Peak Snape. Yeah, and it's pretty gruesome the way that they show his death. Yeah. Just again and again, Nagini going after him. And I think it was supposed to be um, uncomfortable because it is, a, it is a moment to where you're like, you're not totally sure how much you like Snape until you see, oh, he doesn't deserve this. Yeah. Like he shouldn't have had this, you know. Um, but I thought, I thought the way that they, because I think this is an incredibly well-written twist. I guess we can yes. call it a twist. Yeah. I think the way it was portrayed cinematically 
was done about as best you could. I know like things like when we had a lot of daily profit and one of the Harry Potter movies, how that moved stuff along. Did the memories feel like that to you at, at all Doge or? Uh, no. Okay. Didn't. Let me say something about the death of Snape real quick. I know that we have Harry being the real o- owner of the elder wand because of disarming Malfoy. If you're going to have Voldemort, not just Avada Kedavra, Snape, but kill him and leave him for dead anyway, if that's going to be part of your narrative no matter what, why even have the Draco subplot and why not just have Snape be the owner of the Elder Wand and then have Harry be the one who has to kill him so that he becomes the owner of the Elder Wand? Mm. What's the point of that? What's the point of the Draco subplot if you're just going to leave Snape, have Voldemort say, I'll leave you here to die, and then have Harry run in so that Snape can then go, you have to kill me, you have to kill me, or he'll kill you and make hmm. Harry be the one to take Snape's life yeah, in the end. Yeah, that's tough. Mm. I th- it's all, well, I mean, can you make an argument like that with like Obi-Wan and Darth Vader? I mean, it's like the same thing. Right. I mean, it's I don't think it is because there's no I'm talking about story mechanics exclusively being what we're focusing on here. Okay. because Harry didn't even steal the Elder Wand from Malfoy. He just disarmed Malfoy from a different wand. So apparently it's now all of Malfoy's wands belong to him. It just feels more convoluted that way rather than Snape killed Dumbledore. Snape owns Elder Wand. If Voldemort kills Snape, Voldemort owns Elder Wand. But instead, Harry kills Snape now. Harry now ha- like it. It's the same yeah. transfer of power, just minus one step. Yeah, but I, I guess, I, yeah. But Harry never gets the Elder Wand, right? He is the true owner of the Elder Wand. Oh, okay, he is the. He doesn't use it, but he is the true owner of the Elder Wand, which is why it doesn't really kill him. And so my big thing is, why not just have? Uh, to me, it's more impactful if Harry comes around the corner as Snape is dying. They have this big conversation, and Snape says, "Now to finish this, you have to kill me." Hmm. Adam has just brought up a great point with us that it is not Snape who... It doesn't matter who killed Dumbledore, it's who disarmed him. To me, that doesn't matter. To me, it's the same thing. Just have Snape disarm him. I I don't... Yeah. It just feels like we're missing out on some emotional impact and just shoehorning in Draco to this final subplot for no reason. Hmm. I don't know. Part of me feels like Draco's there to help muddy it a little bit more so we're more surprised. But... I guess in your narrative, it could have been just as equally as a surprise that that's what had to go down. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem better or worse to me. It just as another way it could have played out, I guess. That's fair. That's interesting, though. How do you guys feel about that, like, transfer of wand ownership? Because we're expelliarmusing people all over the place. Right. With and nobody's no ever transferred regard. there. Yeah. So, again. Uh, I guess it's a spoiler for me. I don't really care for this particular subplot unless there's an emotional resonance that is involved and there isn't one. So I don't really care about it. Yeah. What's not emotional to you about it? I'm talking specifically elder wand only. Oh, uh, uh, specifically wand transfer of power only. Yeah. I also, I've always just not really cared for that. I love that the, the wand chooses the wizard and the wand responds to its owner. That's great. That has to be a part of the plan from the beginning. And I just don't, I don't get the sense that it was with this element in particular. Um, Anyway, so Snape's totally, totally a chill dude, right? Snape's a good guy. We saw his memory. I don't Um, think Snape's a good guy. No, I know. I'm totally kidding. Snape's still a bad dude. He's just looking out for himself. He's holding a grudge against a 16 year old who, yes, was a jerk, but he was 16 when he was a jerk. Yeah. And he never got over being dumped when he was 15. Right. I feel like the 16 year old is like, the vessel for the grudge. I don't know. I it's, I think it's harder to say that the grudge is with Harry. 
No, no, no. I'm talking about James. His grudge is about uh, uh, James being mean to him and yeah. taking the girl he liked. And I understand that. And this does not take away from Snape to me. In fact, it adds it. to his characterization of who he is. But ultimately, this is a man who can't let a 20-year-old crush go and who is holding a grudge against a young man because of something his father did in high school. That's why he's so fascinating to me because yes. he is so flawed, but yet I still find myself rooting for him. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's he's just the worst, but I still find myself rooting for him and wanting him to succeed and be a hero. And I, th- I think it comes down to his moral compass. Even when he sides with the Death Eaters at the beginning, he knows when the line has been drawn. Yeah. You know? Right. And I, I think that's something that is attractive in a character. Yep. So Harry, from this memory, discovers that he is the Horcrux Voldemort never intended to make, um, which which was pretty clearly telegraphed. Um, I, I feel like maybe it's just the burden of knowledge, but more clearly telegraphed to me in the movies and in the books. Sure. Um, but Harry's the Horcrux. He has to die so the Voldemort can be mortal. Right. Um, Harry's whole walk to the Forbidden Forest was very nearly my super pump. In fact, it was my super pump when we sat down and started recording until we started talking about Snape. Yeah. Um, I love this element so much. Yep. Love his talk with uh, Lupin and Sirius and his parents. I think that's We're with you till the end. Scene. Yeah. 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 Yep. Again, tears. Mainly tears. Like, they made my muscles look really big, but still tears. <laughs> still tears. <laughs> Listening. Uh, love the, the Harry Potter boy who lived come to die. That line is so good. I wish we'd spend a little bit more time on the fact that Harry, like, because he has an invisibility cloak, because he's the true master of the Elder Wand, because he has the Resurrection Stone, he does not die. Yeah. He's the master of death. And we don't, I don't feel like we we quite draw enough attention to that. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Harry dies. He goes to heaven for a little bit and hangs out with Dumbledore. And we or were- like at the... Uh, the- King's Cross Station? The in-between of heaven. You yeah. Know, like the, oh, what's it called? Purgatory? Purgatory of heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I was- want to talk about a new segment that I'm adding to our show called Purgatory Outfits. <laughs> so obviously Dumbledore is kind of rocking something that's <sighs> a little roby, and uh, Harry has chosen a t-shirt and jeans. So what I'd like to do is just take a second right here, right now, and talk about what our purgatory outfits would be. I think I would go with huh. a bathrobe. You're absolutely kidding me. We did not discuss this. I was about to say bathrobe, tied at the waist, no bottoms. So Doge, comfortable. we're the same person. No way. Wow. My purgatory outfit would be sweatpants, white. Okay. Wife beater, white. Well, well, so, so you're going for the Dom. You're going for the Dom. The wedding look. look. Yeah, the wedding. The Dom, yeah. Dom's wedding. The Dom wedding yeah. look. Yeah. That's, that's really in this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very fashion forward of you. For sure. So anyway, No shoes. Barefoot. Of course. Okay. Now that we're out of purgatory. We have the final confrontation. We do. I love that they make Hagrid carry Harry. Oh, man. Uh, that is truly heartbreaking. Love Neville's final stand. Yeah. I, I do. Here's my super dump. I'm going to super dump on the way that Voldemort and earlier Bellatrix die. In the books, they die like a human being. They just slump over dead. In the movies, they turn to ash like they're part of the MCU and Thanos snapped his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I really, really hate that element because in the books, it's powerful that they die just, they're men. They're mortal people. Mm-hmm. They just die. Evil's not this big thing to be afraid of. It can be defeated easily. But now in the movies, evil is still this mysterious, otherworldly, like, well, we're, we're not sure. Like, they turned into ash. They're super powerful and scary. 
I don't like that. It feels like it goes against theme for the whole central message Agreed. of this story. I, I almost super dumped. What a, what an awkward few frames. They give us a few seconds that feel much longer. And when everyone knows, the viewers all know that Harry is not dead. But then when he finally reveals he's not dead, he awkwardly kind of tries to get out of. It's like he's in a lawn chair that broke, <laughs> and he's like trying to get up. Like the way he gets out of. <clears throat> Hagrid's hands, but I was like, how does this how does this work better? Does he open his eyes and look at Hagrid and Hagrid's like Wah! and drops him on the ground? Like yeah. would that have been better? But the way he gets out and he's like, I'm gonna save the world now. Like it was just like it wasn't enough for me. I needed yeah. more fanfare, I guess. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh my soup my super pump is Neville. Yeah. Um that is such a central another part of the story, which this is we try to talk too much about the writing, we try to talk about the movies, but um, Rowling does get to, we, we have a lot of narratives. We have a lot of different ways to get to the right thing. And, and honestly, d- doesn't it allude to the fact that technically he was the one because he was born in July. Yeah, he, he was an equally he was viable equally candidate. Likely. I think exactly. the fact that Voldemort targeted Harry made Harry the chosen one. Yeah, yeah. But for Neville to have this moment, it's as if it's not as if because, because Ron is Harry's Sam. That was a weird phrase. Yeah. You may um, so. But it's almost like he killed the Witch King or Neville got to throw the ring into Mordor. You know, it was like this really cool redeeming moment for this guy. And here's the thing. In real life, Homie wins over all these other people, too, because he turned into kind of a model. Yeah, Like awkward Neville. He's heard, a butterfly. Yeah, he did growling. Uh, she said when she went to the like table read for Half-Blood Prince, she saw this super like hunky guy. And she's like, oh, that must be the guy that they're getting to play, like the Quidditch guy that has a fight with Ron, ends up going with Hermione to the Slughorn party. And she's like, but where's Neville? Where's that actor? And then he starts talking and she's like, oh my gosh, Neville, what happened to you over the summer? Yeah, right? So it just funny. happened. Yeah, Good for you. Um, yeah, he really did it. It was. Did. He's like limping. I mean, there's something about the picture of him just kind of limping around, being Neville Longbottom, having those buck teeth, but holding the sword of Gryffindor. Yep. And he he portrayed it well. It was just kind of this. He had yep. this new. I like love him his running slow mo like baseball swing of death to Nikki. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. him like wanting to go run. He's like, well, he, like he has this bravery that's just. He's a Gryffindor. Immense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like running. He's like, I gotta go tell Luna I love her. I'm probably gonna die today. Yeah, she needs to. Know I love that. that so they don't much. even end up together though. Yeah, they do. Nope. She ends up marrying Newt Scamander's son. Oh, you're right. Because yeah, that's a big of, bummer. Because we gotta leave room for spin-offs. Um, Voldemort's beaten. Everything's over. 19 years later. Well, we break the Elder Wand. Break the Elder Wand, throw, throw it, it away. into the lake. And then 19 years later, we get 50-year-old Harry. Yeah, I don't know. My, <laughs> like the, the, about about the only pump. I thought I they have, did a stinging charm again. Yeah. like what happened? About the only pump I have for this scene is that Harry names his son Albus Severus Potter. I think that's really sweet. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's heavy-handed and weird. I think it's sweet. It it's, I like it. Can it be both? Because I, it's not that I dislike it as much as I'm like, we get it. He liked those two people. I've named yeah. you Albus Severus Sirius Lupentonks. <laughs> yeah, Potter. for real. Like, yeah. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. was that an older Potter son that was going to? Yeah, his oldest son. We is- just don't care <laughs> about him. <laughs> well, if you read the gr- very, very bad fan fiction, The Curse of Child, we do care about him. Uh, James Sirius Potter is oldest. Okay. Yeah, I mean, does that feel does that feel distasteful to you? Um, 
how do you feel about Han and Leia's son being named Ben? That's like as long as we're like, is it the fact that it's like legacy names of people who are important? Is that the distinction? It's the fact thing? that it, I think it's the fact that it's two. Okay. In yeah. one name, which I mean, so is his other son. So if his name was Ben Chewbacca Solo. Yeah, that would be a problem for me. That would be a problem for me. I don't think I, I would have had a problem with like just Albus, this is Albus Potter or like yeah. this is Severus Potter. It's just the fact that it's like Albus, it's like, okay, we got it. Thank you. Yeah. Something that bothered me is why why is Albus Severus fascinated by a chocolate frog? I know. Yeah. They kind of gave him Harry's frog. story, but home, yeah. homie isn't under it. He doesn't think and he's human. I like, love he the grew final up as zoom Harry Potter's shot. Kid. The final zoom shot where it's like, Ron, Hermione, Harry, Ginny, 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 are you there? Ginny, nope. And then it's well, just because yeah, just I know. Because that's the way the her. movie treats them. He's like, <laughs> no. Wait, Ginny. Oh yeah, Ron has a sister, doesn't it he? Zooms right past her and then jump she's on gone. all the kisses, man. When Harry kisses Ginny in the middle of the battle and stuff, ew. No way. No way. I'm not into Ew. that. That's the to me, that's one of the biggest missteps of the movies. That boy is itching for some wee sports. <laughs> okay. Um that's it. We did two movies in one episode. I feel like I'm out of breath. I feel like I'm out of breath. I feel like, I feel like I'm out of breath. <laughs> I feel like it's time to rate this movies movies. These movies. <laughs> I think you're right. Are we gonna rate them as one whole unit or individually? No, that's not fair. We need to rate them individually. Rate them okay. individually. Yep. All right, fair enough. I'll start. After you, tell me about the Simon and effect. Here's the Simon and effect. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that that poster. poster. The next best thing we can ever say is buy it. After that, rent it. That's going to be followed by stream it. The next thing we could say, forget it. And last, and certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God has forsaken us. Two movies, two ratings, go. (gasps) Bye-bye. I, I buy them both. Okay. Oh, I thought you were saying forget them. Later. No. no. I'm I'm buying both of these movies. Um, it was an appropriate split. It had to be because we even sat yes. here before the podcast and had to make an outline of how we're actually going to talk about these things. Usually that's something that can flow naturally, but we didn't want to be offensive. Like we had to talk about so many main points. Um, they do a good job. I'm glad that she didn't. Uh, that Rowling or or the movie making did not try and be like, here's what happens to Luna at the end of this. Here's yeah. what happens to like they gave us just snippets because yeah. we didn't really need it, and that is kind of why Ginny is cut out at the end because she is not a central character. It's these three. It's about yeah. this friendship. Um, it ends well. They pull off a spi- uh, a twist well that mm-hmm. could have ruined a franchise. Like if yep. they had just blown it there, it could like, have ruined all of them. Yes, yeah. it was it was atomic. Like it could have been really bad. Uh, and and they managed to to pull that off well and give a finale that people could be excited about and happy with. Yep. Own them, don't lend either of them. Buy both posters. Okay. Wow. To me, these are peak Harry Potter. This is what I look forward to every time I watch these movies. Um, it's just good. I love it. It's really great. And 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 that is it. Wow. For me, it's going to be part one, buy it. Part two, own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. Ah. That's what we call a splitsies here in the So that's why you wanted to rate them as two movies. No. Oh, well, we just had the same rating for both parts. 
I was just wondering. <laughs> and then you had to make me. But feel if you like actually, a if you'd dong. actually pay attention, there's a prophecy about you rating them with two parts, and it's not my fault. You misunderstood. That oh prophecy. my! Gosh. That's a throwback to our Return of the King episode, which when Jordan you, was mean to me. Which for you listeners is at least a week ago, and for us recorders is about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> so he's still bitter. Um, I have nothing left to say about these movies. They're so good. Always. We do have a, a super pump and a super dump. Uh, Colton Kingston sent these in. Colton's super pump is whenever McGonagall calls down the statues and asks them to defend their school. And his super dump is that Deathly Hallows Part 1 was so drawn out that Deathly Hallows Part 2 had to be a fast forward of the Battle of Hogwarts. That's a good point. I agree mm-hmm. with that. Pacing is pretty rough. We had to leave out a lot of stuff that was important in the book. Yeah. Um, but welcome to movies, I guess. That's just the bummer welcome of it. Welcome to movies. Movies. So this is the end of our series, Do You Believe in Magic? We have one more episode coming out the Thursday after this releases. That's Thursday, November 29th, where we are going to do a series wrap on Do You Believe in Magic and sort of talk candidly about our feelings on both of these franchises as a whole unit. We also have some important information for you, Doge. In honor of this holiday season, uh, if you leave us a new review on iTunes... A renew... That that one. If you leave us a new review on iTunes and screenshot it and send it to us either on Instagram, if you DM it to us, or you can send it to our Gmail, um, send us that, and we will be sending you a chunky Christmas gift in return Yay. because we love you and we appreciate you. We and do, you're and we part do. of our pod family. And you are. Also, if you want to review the Deathly Hallows scene where Harry and Hermione play Wii Sports, send us a nude review. <laughs> so stupid. And speaking of reviews, the best thing you can do to help us out, go on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It would be a big help in our goal, our newfound goal to a year from now, potentially be Rotten Tomatoes movie reviewer critics. It would be a great time. It will be a great time. And please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. He's really he's really dialing this back. Carter's grown, he's matured, and now we can end this episode because it's been a long one. So thanks for sticking with us. At the end of this episode, I have a very important question. Okay. I almost wanted to save it for the wrap-up, but our wrap-up episode is a little bit shorter, so I want to ask us now. We've done this whole series, and we haven't even answered the question of the title. In your real life, Jordan and Doge and me, do you believe in magic? Uh, Only if it's in a young girl's heart. Doge? The music, by the way, can free her whenever it starts. That's good to know. That is exactly what I was going to say. Do you? Doge, do you believe in magic? If it's in a young girl's heart. Boo. I do. Have an original thought. What can the music do? Magic. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Carter, do you? No, but I do believe in Chris Angel. I believe in David Blaine. I believe in tricks. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and I've been Chris Angel this whole time. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Doge, and I have been Jordan Wonders being Chris Angel this whole time. And I'm Carter. And I have been Nagini this whole time. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. 
ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.